three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Today's show is an interview with guest Kim Sneath, who is a virtual clutter coach. Now, I had Kim on because I really like her approach to helping people deal with clutter. And I know a lot of people have this kind of trouble in their lives. Um, dealing with physical clutter around their lives and feeling overwhelmed by everything. Um, But she talks in terms of a uh, chaos cycle, which is mind chaos and inner clutter, um, which physical clutter is just a manifestation of. So she really helps people unpack and and clear out their inner clutter, um, like at the same time helping them with their outer clutter. Um, And of course, this all leads to a... Uh, cleansing of what she calls a life clutter. So it's very interesting approach and there's all kinds of details to it. It's a lot more than that. Um, and we just had a great conversation. I had a really great time. It was really fun to talk to her, uh, very easy. And I learned a lot. I was excited personally because I have ideas, some things in my life where I do pretty well, but I have other things where I would really like to declutter parts of my life. And I was um, really interested to hear what she had to say. And I've walked away with very good ideas now and a renewed purpose in it as well. So I hope you can gain the same thing. Uh, I won't go on about it much here. It's all in the interview. Let's take you there right now. Enjoy. All right, and welcome now to our interview. I'm with Kim Sneath. Kim is an expert clutter coach who helps busy women eliminate overwhelm and get organized so they find peace and take control of their life, both inside and out. She has been inspiring her clients since 2007 to greater freedom in their homes and with their families, careers, and lifestyles. Now focused on coaching globally, her clients get back to feeling their best. Her personal practices of meditation, yoga, and time in nature keep her grounded, and her ability to weave the principles of these disciplines into residential organizing and online coaching is what makes her so unique in her approach as a clutter coach. Clearing space in her clients' homes, locally in the greater Moncton and surrounding areas, or globally by phone, while they navigate their various transitions in life, is her way of promoting peace and restoring balance in each of her clients' lives. Thanks very much, Kim, for coming on. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Matthew. Yeah, so I mean, I guess uh, you can see on the video here, um, but uh, I don't. We're not going to publish a video version. But I've got my East Coast lifestyle T-shirt on today. <laughs> uh, East Coast represent because uh, I. You're said from the Greater Moncton area. You're in Moncton, and uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Moncton. I was actually born in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. So you're province mm-hmm. uh, but grew up all, all my life in Moncton and then as we were talking I spent about 20 years in Toronto uh, for anyone listening outside of Canada that's uh, one of the big cities in Ontario yep and now I'm back home in Moncton great yes yeah. all right um, Kim so I'd like to get more of a bit of that background um, first to start how did you first come to think of the issue of clutter at all and how are you aware of clutter can you give us a bit of history of that well it's kind of funny because I grew up in a very organized household. Um, My mom is not sentimental about things, maybe because she grew up in a big family. Uh, My dad was very organized. So that just came naturally to me. So for me, it's very easy. Uh, You and I were chatting a little bit beforehand, and my my original first love and career was in music theater. I'm a singer, actor, and and so on. Um, But about 15 years ago, I 
staged my first home that I owned in Toronto with my husband at the time. And a real estate agent started giving me clients and I was home staging. And then I joined the professional organizers in Canada. There is such an association for, for those of us in this industry. And I mentored with some organizers there because while I grew up organized, I also thought, well, how do I teach others who struggle with it? And what are the deeper issues with this? Um, so that's how I got started about 13 years ago. All right. Great. Um, what is clutter? Can you give um, us a definition? My definition of clutter is clutter is unmade decisions, mm -hmm. unmade decisions. And this is why it can be so overwhelming for some because it goes on for so long. Uh, the other part of it is clutter is the physical manifestation of what's not working in your life or what's blocked in your life. Mm -hmm. All right. I love that. I, yeah, I, that's what I was looking for. And I love that, uh, how you put that. Um, it's mm -hmm. a very clear and uh, something you can work with. Um, what are some examples of unmade decisions when you say that? Well, all your stuff holds a story. And I think this is why it, it's so difficult for people to first get started and to think of letting go. Um, so from sentimental clutter to things that no longer hold a use to just in case clutter, I'm going to keep this just in case, guilt clutter, somebody gave this to me, I should keep it. There's all types of clutter in it. Like I say, it holds so much weight. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. No, that really doesn't. More, more, than, I, more than I expected that out of you. Actually. That was, <laughs> that's really great. I guess that this is your business though. So you're going to give me great answers all day, I'm sure. Um, I, let's move on ahead to the chaos cycle. I thought this was a very interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Can you break down or give us an yeah. outline of the chaos cycle? Yeah. So I came up with the chaos cycle because... You know, as I mentioned, I started with the professional organizers in Canada, and they're a great organization, and professional organizers do great work, but there's so much more to that. Um, it really is, and the chaos cycle, as I've, I've created, is the inner chaos, the outer chaos, and the life chaos. Uh, so with professional organizers, mostly we come in in a team, we set up shelves, we bring in bins, we label everything, and you keep almost everything. And I know I felt a little disheartened in that when I was mentoring at, at first in my industry because I was watching the shows uh, on, on HGTV and everybody was transforming their lives and they were crying and things were changing. And I thought, oh, this isn't what I expected. And so I came up with a chaos cycle because to me, you can't just deal with the one. If you're only categorizing and labeling the stuff, have you really changed your outlook on the stuff? And is your mind clear? Are you moving forward in your life? And then your life, is it so uh, chaotic, so busy, so time crunched um, that you can't breathe and so on? So that's the chaos cycle. And those are the three pillars that I've identified. The three pillars. That was, so that's mind chaos, physical chaos, and life chaos. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's it. And, and mind refers to inner clutter, physical is outer clutter, and then life, you call that life clutter, I guess? Yeah, your, your time, your overscheduling, that type of thing. Yeah. Right. And it all starts in the mind first, because what the mind creates then becomes physical, right? Yes, that's right. And mm -hmm. so, and, and that's kind of your focus then. So if the, if the physical clutter is the manifestation of inner clutter, so you mm -hmm. focus on the inner clutter first, is that right with people? Yeah, it goes hand in hand. It's, it's funny because a lot of my sessions with clients, 
we won't even be actually speaking about stuff like the actual physical stuff or how to get it best organized that that comes later i talk about their finances their their child rearing their cuz you know when i look at their bedrooms for example it's like why is that set up that way oh and then the story comes out and i i start with a questionnaire with my clients and they they mark from zero to 10 where certain things are in their life from their career to romance to, and if I'm looking at the bedroom and I see a zero in romance on that scale, it all ties in, you know, it, it's all, it's all tied in. Right. Okay. I, yeah, I can get that. It's making good sense to me. So let's go into, <laughs> maybe we'll break down the three pillars um, yeah. a little bit. We'll go mind chaos, inner clutter. Um, you say that it starts with you. So what does that mean when you say that? Yeah, well, the thing is, you can only deal with your stuff. You you can't deal with other stuff, unless you're a mom and your little kid's stuff, but mm-hmm. you can only deal with your stuff. Uh, so it does start with you, and then how it affects you. And so I talk about the overwhelm, the pressure, the anxiety, um, all of those feelings, uh, really clutter up your mind so it makes it very hard to get started and feel motivated to actually look at the physical clutter so it does have to start there first right is it a bit of a hard sell for you to tell people that it's you know it's about you you have to sort yourself out like do they feel you defensive know, about that you know, it's quite interesting. I don't know if it's because people kind of look me up a little bit and read some of my stuff, but I have been surprised. Uh, I do a free gift call with people and we can see if we're a fit. And I'm sometimes surprised by the language that they use and how they describe themselves and how they say, I know my depression is really linked to this. Or they might say, I know my struggles with not getting my my dreams started are connected to such and such. Mm-hmm. So I find there's a fair amount of awareness out there. Right. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, yeah, I had a, a guest on several weeks ago, Elizabeth Benton. She deals with, she's kind of a transformation coach, deals with a lot of people losing weight and stuff. And she uh, put it in a way that said, because I asked her about that, how do people take that message? Like, you're the problem. She said, well, it's a little empowering because if you're the problem, you're also the solution. So I can take, take that away with you. And I really uh, like that idea as well. That's it. It's, yeah. It's like, it's like Caesar Milan, isn't it? Going in with his dogs. He's like, uh, you know, people are like, my dog's crazy. He's doing all these things. Forget about the dog. You're the other problem, right? Let's, let's I love Caesar Milan. I know. And it's like, I watch his shows on occasion and it's like magic. This crazy dog comes on or you think it's a crazy dog. And then he's like, and it's amazing. And then he teaches the, the owner, the pet owner. It's just so wonderful. And you're sorting homes this way. You're just taking the chaos and turn it into order. So yeah. um, you, you mentioned um, like how yoga and meditation are, practice, are things that you do. How have they informed your business? Mm. Well, when I first started, I found that I was absorbing the energy of chaos. Uh, I was very tired at the end of the day and I had to stay grounded. The more grounded you are, and this is, you, you gain this, I'm sure you know, uh, after years of being a coach and your experience, uh, you stay grounded within yourself. And so certainly starting my day off in calm, in meditation, some yoga, doing something for me at the beginning of the day uh, sets me in the right tone to be able to walk in to literally utter chaos and people really feeling uh, all those feelings are coming in my direction. 
and to be the the rock for them that mm-hmm. they can then absorb my energy rather than vice versa. Right. Okay. That's great. And you, you're trying to, I heard on your video, you, um, your free video that you offer there is a really great mm-hmm. um, uh, little mini course. Um, yeah. You tell people to, to take some deep breaths, sit for five minutes, sit for themselves. Is that kind of something you're, I guess you're promoting that kind of meditation in a way to them? Yeah. It's funny. Like, I, I go a lot on instinct. Maybe that comes from my actor background training and improv. But I remember being, the question you're asking me is reminding me of a client who was about to move. And I don't, there are lots of different organizers and sometimes they do pack and moves. So this person reached out to me and was in desperate need. So I did do a pack and move with her. Uh, but what I said to her as I came in, the the chaos was literally swirling around her her energy. And we sat in her bedroom, we were going to start with her clothes. And I said, first of all, let's just take a breath. And I got her to do it. She goes, Oh, I like this. I said, just sit on your bed, just have a couple breaths. And I want you to imagine before we go through your clothes, the you, the sort of 2.0, the you that is wearing the clothes that look your best you feel amazing. You get out the door in time. Just keep going with that. Keep breathing. Keep thinking that. I want you to come up some images. And this took a little bit of time. And then we started. And so she was grounded to be able to make those decisions. And she had a vision or a goal. And that is, if I could leave anybody with a tip at this point, is you must have the goal in mind. Getting organized is not enough of a clear goal. Mm -hmm. What is what would be a clear goal? An example of yeah. So um, maybe somebody wants to start a new business, but that back room has always been a mess. Maybe maybe it's as simple as I really want to spend time crafting with my kids, and I spend all this money on this stuff, and it's just in a pile. Uh, maybe it's I just want to get a good sleep, a good night's sleep. You know. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who has kids can certainly relate, I'm sure. So it's whatever your goal is, or maybe it's overcoming the loss of a loved one. A lot of my clients come to me about a year or six months after a parent has passed away, and they're the ones that have um, uh, inherited the stuff, and they feel a great responsibility and guilt and overwhelm. So they want to be free and feel better. Wow. Okay. Well, those are some big examples. I mean, people on this, uh, who listen to the show might know my father passed away in October. So my family uh-huh. and my mother in particular is dealing with that very thing you just described. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. And, uh, oh, so sorry. I, I said, speaking to me here very much and before <laughs> that anyway. And, and when I referred to losing sleep as well, I might say it's not, I don't have kids, but I just mean in general with general mind clutter is, oh, yeah. makes me lose sleep. And I know the times when I sleep really well is when I'm on top of my stuff right, on top of my yeah. business. So, um, so I, I guess I got a lot of examples of mind clutter. What uh, from you? So, what blocks people from removing the mental clutter? What blocks people from like, removing the mental clutter? Like, what, what do you? Yeah, what what do people have a hard time? Yeah, I think they're in the habit of it. They don't know how to slow down and stop. There, I think it's a habit, um, and it, it, this brings up. Our current situation, um, being in COVID, is, it's been such an interesting time of global transformation and awareness and awakening, and people forced to slow down and people completely changing their lives, uh, things turning upside down. So I, I think to answer your question, that, that's what I would say is 
it's a habit. It's a habit. Yeah. And I, like you've said, they have a hard time slowing down. I think that's it too. Mm -hmm. I think I got to keep, well, I've got all this stuff going on. I have to keep on top of it. Well, yeah. if you, what if you let some of it go, right? I guess. It's yeah. Or what if you delegated or, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. What if yeah. you got help? <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm, you know, I think I do pretty well. And the idea on the, of the show is think and thrive. I'm trying to think about things in a serious way and be deliberate about everything, but I let it get away at times. And, and when I do mm -hmm. let, let it get away, that this is exactly what, how I feel. Um, I feel not on top of things. So and yeah. when I don't delegate or when I don't slow down. Um, yeah, I wonder, this maybe, maybe it's not your focus, but I wonder if you have any advice about digital clutter or do you think about that more these days? Because I think- Oh, that's a, a good the, question. Yeah, the mental clutter I have a lot is a lot to do with so much connection online and, and stuff. And is that something you help people work with? I do if it comes up. Uh, it's not my specialty, only because I don't love <laughs> dealing with stuff on the computer myself. Uh, so I definitely get it. But there are some really simple tools and tips to help with email inboxes, and I pass those on. It's very, very similar to your paper clutter. You can almost apply the exact same thing. So the teaching is, is very easy and transferable. Um, and yeah, I do get people asking about that. And I have a current client, uh, a male, uh, a lawyer who's got a lot of paper um, and a lot of emails. So that's where some of his, and there's a, there's a feeling there of a fear of loss of information and therefore loss of control. That's why it's so hard to let those go. That's so you got to delve down into the deeper why. Okay. I'm smiling because I, I have a, I mentioned something about FOMO here. I have a note about FOMO and I was like, is that a reason people are doing it? But I thought you kind of already mentioned that earlier. So I did, wasn't going to bring it up, but he has a fear of missing out on something or losing uh, some That's connection right. or something like that. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, we, we may, something may come up to, to uh, fill in some more stuff about the mind chaos, but let's move on to the physical chaos or the outer clutter. Mm -hmm. um, you say it's not about tidying up or cleaning up that comes after. What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, a lot of people mistake tidying up for, or they spend a lot of time doing that rather than, um, rather than actually getting down to making the decisions. And I have to remind my clients all throughout our sessions that they, they excitedly want to get to the system, the organization thing, the what do I buy, the, and it's, you never organize what you can discard. So we have to discard things first, make those decisions, and then with what's left, then we set it up. And then we also work with your learning type. That's a whole other thing. But um, yeah. The learning type. Is it the learning type. Like there are people who are visual learners, kinesthetic, or auditory, and we usually have a dominant one and then a secondary and then one that doesn't even apply. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I'm very visual. I'd be the type of person who... If I was describing where to go, like in directions, I'd be closing my eyes, imagining it. Or if you were telling me it, I'd be writing them down. If you just told me directions, they go in one ear and out the other. Therefore, I'm not an auditory. Yeah. So therefore, I come up with solutions that are specific to those, um, those types. Okay. How do you assess people's learning styles? Like you just ask them. You can see it in their houses. So like auditory people, they've got the CDs or they've got the speakers or they've got music playing or that type of thing. Uh, visual learners, color coding, or you, you can just see it kinesthetic. They want to move around. It's how you learn and absorb information. Right on. Got it. All right. Well, you did mention it's, it's about getting rid of stuff first and then organizing 
what what you want to keep or something. So so you say it's not about storage yet. It's not about being a minimalist. You said so you, yeah. you need and love stuff. You just have to figure out what that stuff is. What is a minimalist then? How is that different than? Well, a minimalist. Um, it's it's more the extreme, and they love having a minimal lifestyle where all surfaces are clear where everything is put away where maybe they have five outfits and they're very very comfortable and happy with that and it it probably fits their lifestyle maybe they travel a whole bunch for work maybe they're a ceo and they have to have as few decisions as possible i mean i haven't met many many minimalists because of course i attract the opposite (laughs) yes right um yeah, and I'm, I wouldn't be a minimalist. I mean, I do appreciate very clear surfaces, but I also have a few things out that I love that make me love my space. I love interior design, so for me, it's got to be a little warmer. Um, it's, it's more of a sense of uh, lifestyle and design, I'd say, minimalism. Right, okay. Um, I think a lot of what, what I'll... Uh a lot of the more of the physical chaos will come up when I ask you more about uh, virtual coaching or uh, clutter coaching. So let's move on to life chaos then. So this is the third pillar. And you mentioned being a people want to be a people pleaser or perfectionist, or they take on too much. What, what makes people take on too much or. Well, the the things you just described are um, habits and sometimes people don't even realize those habits are resulting in the chaos that's, feels like it's just their life. This is just always the way it's been. And, you know, that's just, that's just how I have to deal. And when I can reflect that back to them and show them that you can actually make choices to make those things easier, like delegating, like pleasing yourself first, um, like parenting in a different style or having less stuff. So you're not dealing with so much uh, that can be quite a eye opener for them. Okay. Um, I mentioned, uh, you say in this that you, if people lose that stuff, right, if they, if they lose that idea of being a perfectionist or a people pleaser or taking on too yeah. much, then they, they start to feel that they have time to connect, that they're in control. They have time for hobbies. They feel their schedule's manageable. You're on top of it. You're the boss. And I often speak of time as the basic unit of life that we all seek, that we're, all, we're trying mm-hmm. to get it. What is the value of time? How do you view time, I guess, is my question. Oh, man. I mean, time right now, and has been for many years, the great commodity, right? Everybody's always racing after time, racing against the clock. We have so many sayings about time, and yet it actually is quite fluid, you know, and we experience this when we go on vacation. We've certainly experienced this with COVID. Um, So it actually is in our control, It doesn't often feel that way, but uh, there are tools you can implement. There are things you can give up. There are different ways you can approach time so that it actually is on your side rather than you pushing against it and fighting against it all the, all the time. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah. All right then. So maybe as a, to to wrap that up with it, you got the summary and the steps in your free course as well. So it was inner peace leads to if if i'm right let me let me yeah. know but inner peace leads to an organized home where everything has a place and you only what you love is there and use and then it leads to a streamlined life what does mm. that mean yeah and uh so when your mind isn't cluttered you can deal with the stuff 
and things can get out of hand and you can get caught up and you can get, a, you know, you can get caught up by the weekend or whatever. Things aren't so monumental and so backlogged and so behind that it feels impossible or that you need to hire a professional like me to get through that. Um, and therefore your life is more streamlined and runs more smoothly. Everything just flows. And I know that people out there who struggle with clutter know those people. They usually have family members and they're like, I just don't get why it's so easy for them, but not for me. And the good news is it can be taught. All these things that we've been discussing tonight, everything can be taught. It's, it's totally in their grasp. Right. If I didn't think things were, were learnable or, you know, then I wouldn't be out here trying to share ideas because, yeah. you know, and yeah. sometimes we just need a good coach. Yeah. Um, so after that, when you start to live that streamlined life, you say that this chaos cycle becomes space for grace. And I just like mm -hmm. the sound of that. It just speaks to me, the idea of, yeah, that's what I want to feel. Grace. I want to feel calm and grace in my home, in my space. So what, um, but, but you took it a little further. It's you, made an acronym out of it, GRACE. Can you break down that acronym for us, maybe? Yeah, so Space for Grace is actually my signature course, and I, I, I love the name as well, and, and a lot of people ask me about it. So GRACE is the acronym, G is going within, and that's where I alluded to earlier, is we have to come up with your, your why, your goal, otherwise you're not going to make it through. So going within, it brings in meditation and stuff too. Uh, R is release, but not just release, release without fear, release, um, release both the emotion and the physical, physical clutter. Okay. A is align. So align with your goals. And when we're actually physically sorting stuff, we have to sort and like with like, and things get aligned. So there's always a, a mental and a physical component. So A is align. C we've talked about is cultivate new habits and let go of the old so that you can keep this up because it's one thing to finally get organized. It's another thing to then be an organized person. And that's my hope for people. And then eventually E is embody, embrace and empower and feel empowered in this new lifestyle that you are made that you've made space for. All right. Well, there we go. And how, and how did you <laughs> maybe you mentioned, uh, and I missed it, but how did you develop grace? How did you come to get to space for grace and, and then this acronym? How did it well, it's funny. I was actually working with a coach at the time uh, because I had to come over my mental blocks of thinking, how will I transfer this learning online when I'm used to standing side by side, holding people's stuff and making them kind of do it in, in a session, almost like, you know, some uh, a phys ed coach saying you can do 10 more squats or whatever. Uh, and so we were actually working with something. What was it called? I think it was called power something and that was a different acronym and she said you know it feels so masculine and and so we were talking about having more grace it just sort of came out of some coaching so okay. yeah well it's it's perfect i love it um <laughs> now you mentioned how to translate to virtually i want to it's a that's a good segue to the next part mm -hmm. but before we leave the cycle bit i have one more question if it's yeah. a cycle um yeah is it possible to change the physical chaos first to affect the others? I know you focus on the mental first and then you can sort the physical, but if you do just change one, will that affect the cycle? Because I sometimes feel like if someone just came in and, and, and that thing that had bothered me just did it for me, then maybe my mind would be free. But does, that, does it work that way? Well, 
And you probably feel that way because you're not so overwhelmed in all areas of your life. But I'm talking about the people who have struggled. They're like, I've had this problem for the 12 years I've lived in this house. I've had this problem since I was a kid. I, it's that sort of ongoing. And, you know, there are two types of, I actually have a, a quiz that's, are you, um, are you, oh, is it situational clutter or is it circum, um, Oh, I always forget this, not circumstantial, um, or chronic, chronic, okay. situational or chronic. Um, and so when it's more chronic, it is harder to just deal with one. I fear for people that the clutter, physical clutter will come back if they don't change the habits, if they don't deal with the life stuff. I've seen it with clients who have booked me over and over and over again over the years, coming in into their residential homes where I've literally decluttered everything i've labeled everything and they still have me in on an ongoing basis because they they really suffer from the time lack and that life clutter uh chaos um experience yeah no i i mean i certainly think that's the right approach it has to be it's really it is about the mental clutter more than anything i'm sure i just wondered and i think you're right about the idea that it's not quite a chronic thing say with me it's more just a couple things that are that are there and if i somebody did clean it then i would be i would be able to keep it that way totally but, yeah yeah that's a different thing then okay now about working virtually um how did you get the idea of expanding when did it first occur to you to expand outside of moncton area to globally and and more virtually was that related to the pandemic at all or uh, it was, but even before that, when I started developing my signature course, Space for Grace, it was with a desire to have a group program and work globally with people. That started two years ago, but it wasn't until the pandemic that people started searching out and they were in their homes, faced with their stuff, their families, a lot of time, and nothing was changing. And then they finally realized, oh, I actually need help. And so the virtual clutter coaching started to grow. And so I've had clients in North America and um, it's really very effective because we deal with all three parts, uh, all three pillars of the clutter cycle, not just me coming in and clearing out their basement, for example. Right. Okay. Um, how has working virtually changed your, your approach to life and your own enjoyment of your life? Kind of oh, I love it. I, I just love that. Here's the thing. Like when I left people's homes with all their stuff in my car to go donate and they, you know, we organized their space, they would hug me and they'd feel so good. And I think they attributed to me. And while yes, I guided them there and, and I showed them the ways, but when people work virtually, they are doing the homework in between our phone sessions. And then they're emailing me with any concerns, problems, you know, emotional upsets. I'm there for them. I'm basically there for them for a month. Yep. And, um, but they're doing it. And I think they learn more and they feel more empowered that they've learned it because they're, I'm not right there. You know? Right. It's, yeah. It's yeah. a lot easier to, to understand that. I see that clearly. Um, yeah. Does, uh, does working remotely, for, for not just for you, but for anybody, promote less clutter? And what I mean is just, I'm just imagining it like this, that okay, I can imagine it might promote more clutter if you're at home all the time instead of leaving a clean space and going out to do your business and coming back. But I mean more like if we talked about a symptom of clutter being a loss of time, would losing the commute, for example, which is a couple hours of people's mm -hmm. time for some people, is that like an example of, oh, that's, I just lost that whole thing that used to be 
a big problem, a problem. for me. Yeah. Is, is it like, is that kind of a, can, can working virtually help be an example of declutter, I guess, or promote less clutter? Well, I mean, I think that right now, I don't know whether it's, vir- well, right now has caused us to go more virtually in many areas. So um, what I, what I tell my clients, I was just speaking with a client last night on this, uh, I, I could sense that he wasn't necessarily going to feel like he had the time over the next week. I started to hear the excuses come in and I said, okay, well, what about tonight right after the call? And what about tomorrow? And what are some other days? Can you do an hour tomorrow? And then he came up with two more days. I said, I want you to write those in your schedule right now. So I am that accountability coach. I make sure that they, <laughs> they don't get away with the excuses because I want them to succeed. Um, so it, it's about motivating them so that they feel like they can choose to prioritize their time to get this goal of getting organized and sorted out. All right then. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to, I was going to ask you about that. You've started to answer it. Maybe you can give me a, a fuller version. If there's anything that's not, that's uh, been left out so far, what might a client expect if they consult a virtual clutter coach? Yeah, great question. Um, so the first off is I offer a free gift call. So it's just a chit chat. Where are you at? Where do you want to go? And they ask their questions. From there, um, if somebody decides to go with me, then we start with the questionnaire, which is a life coaching through your clutter questionnaire, which I've designed. It's designed to go deep. It talks about all areas of your life and it really provides focus. Usually there's like about three things that bubble up to the surface as um, priority one, two, and three, let's say. So I look at that and that's what I start our first session. We have one hour sessions by phone once a week over a month. They can email me anytime and have email support within that. Uh, They send me photos of their space, but not till later. And then I support them with Pinterest boards. Pinterest is a wonderful virtual tool uh, where I'll make a board just for them and all the different rooms for solutions that I see based on what they've let go of, what their needs are, and the pictures that I've seen of their homes. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Um, can, maybe, can you give us an example of how you've helped someone establish purpose and clarity, as you mentioned here, or a concrete example of a strategy or plan of action you've helped someone develop? So just maybe something memorable story or something or example. Mm, so many bubbled to the surface. Let me just think. Know. Yeah. Um, Sorry to throw it on you like that, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, well, okay, so there's there's a client that I'm ongoing with and working with, and she actually has a hair salon. And like I say, sometimes it doesn't, you think it starts with the clutter. Her, her salon was quite cluttered. We cleared that, no problem. And then the pandemic started, and then we, we continued to work virtually. And it was a combination of business coaching, setting up her brand. But where it really started was she was really shy to speak her truth, to speak her voice, to put herself out there. That included even in her marriage, even in her parenting style. So the coaching really covered a gamut of things, um, including interior design and, like I say, branding with her business. And she's doing so much better. Uh, She's She's now totally with my help, redecorated her salon. I'm about to do a video there next week mm-hmm. on that. Um, 
And yeah, I, I feel really proud for her progress because she was so shy, but had so much uh, potential, so much potential there. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Um, I want to ask a quick one about, it seems there's a, a deliberate focus on women and why is mm-hmm. that? And this is not a social justice, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, like it's that. Funny. I'm just, but really what, like, what is it for you? Was it a comfort for you or something? Or? Yeah, no, it's so funny because, uh, my current, uh, one of my current clients virtually is, uh, is a male. And I felt really surprised to even get his call because I thought I obviously market to women. And that's mostly because anyone who has a business knows you have to pick a marketing uh, strategy and you have to be very specific in that. And I would say over the thir- 13 years I've been doing this, it's almost always been women that have called. Uh, Often I meet the husbands in the home and I help the couples together. That's very interesting. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so fun. But mostly it's women. Yeah. Okay. Because I just, I mean, I, I thought I was almost more excited than anybody. The idea of this, uh, just, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is, I really need to learn about this. Because it is true though. I mean, I, I have a, a, an earlier show a long time ago. Um, several weeks ago, whatever, a couple months ago, maybe it called Create Your Own Environments. And I'm basically trying to, tell listeners you got to be more deliberate about your spaces like take every place and imagine <laughs> what what do you want how do you what do you want to live how do you want to live in there and what yeah. do you want to do but I don't have any expertise to to you know bring it in or implement it or make it look a certain way but just the idea of it like think about it be deliberate about it just asking um, the questions yeah. and, and I'm really care about my spaces and I want to know how to um you know make them better and this actually leads to my next question because I, I wonder you mentioned it's not just um, after the organizing and neatness, you also, I mean, you, you did some staging before, uh, you yeah. say you care about bringing a warmth to your house. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually saw in your videos and stuff, I could, you know, in your photos and your, your video, I can see in the background, I'm looking at, Hey, that looks, I'd like to be in that <laughs> living room. That looks good. So you've obviously got some good taste. Um, I wonder, um, after things have a place, can you recommend any, like, I guess a general way of thinking about it, at least, uh, how mm-hmm. you can make your home better once it's organized and then how can you bring warmth or yeah just surround yourself with stuff that you love and that I mean I can see by your space around you it it promotes I you know promotes a clear head and clear thinking and a good solid working environment and so on Um, so make your spaces sing make them work for you as I mentioned before, Pinterest is a great place for inspiration. It's like having every magazine on every topic you've ever wanted without all the paper clutter yeah. uh, and having the, the um, having come into your house. So Pinterest is a great place. But, yeah, just surround yourself with what you love. Maybe it's Pinterest. Maybe that's where my wife gets the good taste and brings and makes it nice. <laughs> she's got a, she's got that sense. I just like to learn more of it myself and and bring something more of it. Yeah, and then there's feng shui too. I mean, I haven't uh, perfect. I haven't like gone in and studied feng shui. I've read a lot of books. I have a great interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but feng shui talks about chi and the energy yep. is is identified as chi. And for the chi to flow, which is abundance and money coming in and relationships and things that we want, we can apply principles of feng shui to make those things happen for us. And it's so very interesting. Like right to my right on my desk are coins in a jar. That's a, a money manifesting thing. If you have coins just overflowing in a jar, that's that's very feng shui. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I just go with what makes me feel happy. Right. Very good. 
All right, then. And I saw on your website, I saw some befores and afters uh, photos. Mm -hmm. And the befores, everyone, I was like, yeah, I recognize that somewhere. I've seen it. And all the afters, I was like, I want to be in that space or I want to exist, <laughs> exist in that space. So they were really excellent. Um, how much of that, because we mentioned a little earlier, but how much of it is getting rid of stuff and how much of it is just reorganizing and finding places for stuff? So, is there like so, so much of it is getting rid of stuff. And I don't want to alarm people who have stuff who are like, I know there's a lot of fear there, but there, there is so much freedom on the other side of letting go of that stuff. And I'll tell you in 13 years, I've never had anybody call me and go, I so regret giving up that old broken down clock radio, you know, that, I, that was dusty. Uh, the dust tells a story. If it's got a layer of dust, if we're sneezing, if we're, it's not been used or cared for, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's what I say to my wife. I'm like, I just, I never choose this one. Why? Like a, a clothing, for example. I never choose yeah. it. Why? You know, I, I never choose it. But yet you think maybe you said maybe just to, I might need it later or something earlier. You said something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Why, why do people find it so hard to let go of stuff? Is there any... Can, have you identified any kind of reasons why or just that oh, they do? Yeah. There, I kind of touched on it earlier with the, the fears, the guilt clutter, the regret, yes. the, the feelings of uh, the, the, it's usually connected to lack. Um, and that's why it's kind of funny. It's this catch 22. It's like, oh, I can't afford to work with a professional organizer or I can't afford to have somebody come in and help. But yet I have so much stuff. And I'm attracted to the buy one, get one free or the sale. But yet, can you find that stuff when you need it? Do you actually love it? Or was it the thrill of the sale or the in the moment thing? What hole are you trying to fill within your life with stuff rather than ask yourself, what is it that I, I'm actually more frightened of? Um, and I actually asked a question of my client last night because we were getting on to uh, sentimental clutter. And by the way, we break it down into categories, not by room. And so you don't deal with sentimental at the beginning. You, you deal with it much later. And um, I asked him, do you, do you feel that your best memories are behind you or ahead of you? And he's only in his late 30s. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know the answer just in life is generally there's a lot more ahead of us still. So when we're holding on to stuff sentimentally, it's often because we fear that, oh, those were my best years as a mom with the kids and I'm keeping every item of their things and now they're teenagers. Those kids are still making more memories with you and for you. So let go of their little kid stuff, you know? Wow. All right. I was going to share the story with you at some point. I think it's a perfectly appropriate now because I, I mentioned to my wife, my wife the other night that you were coming on and what the subject was. Yeah. And then she was like, well, I, you know, I, I kind of taught you about that years ago. <laughs> I mean, we're actually, we've been married 11 years. Today's our 11th uh, anniversary. Actually. Oh, yeah. happy all right. Yeah, so, so many years, thank you, many years ago, and she's like, you used to hang on to all kinds of stuff. I'd have like old uh, soccer uh, jogging pants from my uni days or something and be like, these are so comfortable. How could I ever get another pair that are this comfortable? And plus, you just have that feeling that, you know, again, am I hanging on to my best days? That is what I was yeah. doing. And, and she said, and then I gave you a magic line, which, which let you break away, made you break away. And she said, like, if you don't get rid of anything, you'll never have room to get any new stuff. And oh, beautiful. She, yeah, and I was like, 
And I, and I kind of, you know, she was basically, I'll get you new stuff. That's awesome. If you yeah. get rid of this stuff. And, and I kind of didn't. And, um, she, although, although now she says she kind of created a monster because then later when <laughs> I'm going back and as I mentioned, Oh, I somehow, I never choose this one. And it's like, I just, I got this one last year, but I never, choose. she's like, Oh my God. Right? It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost too much trying to get rid of stuff all the time now. Um, um, but, uh, but in any case, it is true what you were saying that I don't have anything, like I don't hang on to anything in that way, like that I, I feel like my life is now and in the future. It's not yes. new things. Um, so I, like I'm looking forward to enjoying all the new things that I, that I, uh, you know, that I use and enjoy for a while. Like even my car, if we get a new car, I'm not going to be sentimental about the old one as much as I appreciate oh. and enjoy it now. I'm just going to be like gone, even this home. Like I'm looking forward to our yeah. next home while I still enjoy this one, but I'm not going to feel like, Oh my God. Um, it, it, I'm not really attached to the things as much as I, as much as I do appreciate them. Uh, so like almost like they're Horcruxes or something, you know, in the Harry Potter series, <laughs> right. Where it's like, if I don't, if I, you know, get rid of that thing, I'm part of me is going to die or something. It's like, no, mm -hmm. I feel like this is what I mean by optimism. It's like, it's, it's about now and the future. Whereas I think more of a pessimistic attitude is kind of constantly living in the past um, is where people's that's, focus is. Yeah. That's where clutter lies. It's in fears of the past. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and future sometimes. Okay, then and, and I did actually have a question in it and all that. Um, <laughs> how do you? And, and I think you mentioned already, but how? Maybe give us a folder. How do you think about the things that you own? I I put it against a test. So um, an example for what I do with clothes and how I teach people. This is a total um, freebie tip. Here is pull out your best outfit, the one that you, and it could be a t-shirt. It, it doesn't have to be fancy wear or anything. What is the thing you look best in? It's a 10. Maybe it's new. You love it, love it, love it. You get all the compliments. Okay. So that's your 10. Now let's weigh every, that's your benchmark outfit. Let's weigh everything else against this 10. And wouldn't you want to open up a closet of 10s? And let's be fair, 7s, 8s, 9s. And or do you want to open a closet of regret and guilt, which most people do? They like they sigh and there's a heaviness. No, no, let that go. Okay. Wow. I like I like that. I want to open up a closet of tens. That's what I constantly. Yeah. That's what I. That's what kind of what I'm trying to grope to when I say I don't. I never choose this one. It's like I want ones I just go and grab. I want to grab that. I want to be wearing that today. And that's in well, that one that you, in the one you never choose, Matt, I want you to take that for a test run, wear it one day, even if it's at home, and usually you're like, oh, this is why I never wear it. It's itchy or it pinches here or it's too tight or the color actually isn't great for me. And then you can get rid of it. Take it on a test run. All right. I'm doing a test run. Thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, so, Kim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you in a minute uh, where people can, can find you and learn more. Yeah. But uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before, like that I didn't cover and I didn't ask you about or that you'd like to? I think this has been awesome and really comprehensive. I've really enjoyed our talk. And, um, and we'll talk about how people can get a hold of me. But um, I do have that free, you've alluded to my course, so my free e-course. And we'll, we'll give the link to that. It certainly will. All right, then. Um, so before I, I ask you about that stuff and say a final mm -hmm. word, I'd like to just tell the audience, remind you, please share this interview. Um, if you, you know, you know, people who have, need help with clutter, everybody knows yeah. somebody. This, you can see that Kim's got good ideas, great experience and great results. Share this video, share this, uh, excuse me, interview 
with somebody who you think can get value out of it. Um, you may also go to the Mr. Brightside Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca and ask a question or make a comment about it um, right there. And if anything is directed at Kim, I'll make sure it gets forwarded to her. Um, so Kim, where can people reach you directly though and uh, learn more about you and your work? I'd say the easiest way is just to go to my website. There's obviously the contact me section on there. You can fill out a form. Um, and then if you do subscribe to my free e-course, that's, there's a lot of ways to contact me through there where I, uh, I have a bit of email follow-up with you and, and, and so on. So my website is just my name. It's uh, www.kimsneath.com. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's, if you go there, you can get everything. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's my social media links. I have a, a free support group on, on Facebook that I've had for a couple of years mm-hmm. called Clutterbusters. Okay. Um, those are the main things. I'm on lots of socials, so pick your favorite social. I'm working on doing a few more videos myself for a YouTube channel, but I do have a YouTube channel if you if you love that. So. All right. Well, that sounds excellent. Uh, Kim, I very much enjoyed myself too. I was looking forward to this. Just, I love the subject and I think it's very high leverage and I just, I could see in the way you go about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy talking to her and I did. So thank you very much for coming on again. Oh, my pleasure, Matt. It was a great, great speaking to an East Coaster, of course. Right. Uh, you know, wonderful for us to connect and uh, you asked wonderful questions. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks. So everybody else, go check out Kim Sneath. And if she can't help you get back space, get back time, and get back to balance, uh, I don't know who else can help you. So I'll see you guys next time. Bye now. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side. <laughs>